This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. What is going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, so we're doing episode 98 tonight. It is part five of you know our free agent scouting. Um, we are going to just do one player tonight. Um, I've I've been busy today. I was I've got a lot of work to do online for school, so I haven't you know I didn't have the time to really dive into a bunch of players, but, you know, tonight we're going to do a pretty popular player, um, an upcoming free agent, if he chooses to opt out of his deal, which is uh, very much expected, um, but before we dive into part five of BD4 episode 88, um, 98, um, I just want to, you know, thank you guys for stopping by, and also remind you, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, then be sure to subscribe to it, um, you know, we're on, uh, like 12, 13, maybe 14 different platforms now. Uh, and we're continuing to grow and expand the brand here at BD4. So be sure to follow us, um, subscribe to the podcast on, um, again, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Radio Public. Uh, the video cast is up on YouTube. So uh, if you want to find all those different platforms and if you want to find where to follow me on social media as well, just go to my website, at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that is nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Just go there. There should be a tab on the front page uh, called Outlets. Click on that tab, and it'll take you to a page that displays all of my social media websites and all of the podcast platforms. So, with that said... Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees index analysis. Um, we're going to dive into this one. Uh, just one player tonight, so it won't be, hopefully, it's not um, an episode that goes too long, because I'm tired, I've been busy lately, and I'm kind of exhausted, but again, I appreciate you guys so much for stopping in, so, you know, whatever you can do to, to support me is, is anything, it's 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 the it's huge for me. I appreciate anything in the world, whether you like, comment, or just watch it. It's it's it means a lot to me. So thank you for tuning in. But let's get going. Um, so actually, I was just watching the um, you know, being that there's nothing to do and um, you know, we're stuck inside. I was just watching. I guess they're having like an NBA 2K tournament amongst like NBA players, and they're kind of sh- they're showing the stream on ESPN too. And I've been watching it. I, I mean, I guess it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun, um, entertaining to watch, you know, guys go head to head and, you know, just chill and talk together and play 2K. It was cool watching that. I was checking that out. Um, I'm actually recording in the middle. It's a repeat that's on tonight, but it was a uh, Hassan Whiteside versus Pat Beverly. And I thought that would have been an awesome one to watch, but 
I, I gotta get recording. I don't want to get. I don't want to record too late. It's it's ten forty five on April third, uh, Friday night right now. So I want to get this out of the way. But hopefully, I can find that up on YouTube maybe because I'm really curious to see how two trash talkers hit each other up in two K and how that how that whole thing pans out. It seemed like it would have made a pretty good uh, thing to watch. So. I'm going to check that out definitely as soon as I finish recording. Um, but obviously, as you guys are listening, we're we are already set in. It is a uh, April 4th, a Saturday, as you're listening to this. But let's just dive in. Enough of the bullshit talk. We wasted five minutes already. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Let's dive in. So tonight, I said we're going to do a popular player in this league. Uh, a player that many people know. DeMar DeRozan is you know a potential free agent coming up this, this offseason, whenever that may be. Um, he is a swingman. He's a, you know a wing type of player. Um, play shooting guard. Play small forward. Um, occasionally, maybe he'll play down with the one, but I'm pretty sure he's just mostly a wing. Six six, two hundred twenty pounds. Um, this past season for San Antonio, averaged twenty two points, six rebounds, and six assists. Solid numbers across the board. On um, pretty decent efficiency. Um, Fifty three percent from the floor is great. Twenty seven percent from three. We'll get to that. Um, and then the 84% from the free throw stripe. So had a good season, but again, he's expected to opt out of his five year, $139 million deal, um, in the off season where he's averaging $28 million per season. When you look at the AAV. So listen, he's, he's an option out there. Um, I know, you know, the rumors of late over the past couple of months, we've heard the Knicks and DeMar DeRozan, DeMar DeRozan, um, kind of link up in rumors that, that they're interested in him. You know, he's a good scorer. Um, he's a decent facilitator as well, and he's a not a, he's not a bad rebounder. So those three things are there. You know, he's athletic. He's got good size. He's an aggressive player. Um, you know, attacks the rim a ton. He drives a lot. Um, I believe he was second in points per game this past season in um, you know points per game off the drive. But he was also a good facilitator on the drive. He liked to penetrate and kick it out to teammates, ranking eighth in assists per game off the drive as well. So, you know, very good at attacking the basket, whether that be scoring himself or facilitating. Um, You know, he's a player that plays downhill a ton. That's why he's so efficient, because he likes to go to the rim, likes to play downhill. Um, And he's also, though, he's also a very masterful mid-range shooter. I think that's where his primary weapon is, really, in that mid-range area. Great mid-range shooter. It's mainly um, pull-up jumpers that he takes. He's not really a catch-and-shoot player. He has the ball in his hands a lot, and we'll get to that as well. Uh, but he's a you know he's a great pull up mid range guy, excellent footwork. Um, he's got a nice little step through when he gets to the rim too. So he's a nice player within 17, 16 feet within. You know, sixteen feet and in. He's a good, solid, um, you know, scorer down there. So again, twenty two points, six rebounds, six assists on on fifty three percent is not bad. That was through what fifty something games this year. Um. And as, as I said, he's expected to opt out at the end of the season, which well, whenever the offseason hits, um, and test the market. So rumors to say that he's unhappy in San Antonio. Um, you know, I, I guess San Antonio kind of underperformed this season or they weren't expected to be that great. But, you know, with a player like DeRozan, they're paying him a lot of money. I guess they were hoping to be a little bit better, and he was kind of disappointed about that. So... Now we're going to get to why I really don't want him that much. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion. I'm not really sure where most Knicks fans stand 
when it comes to DeMar DeRozan. Uh, but me personally, I, I prefer they just stay away from him. And I've got a few reasons why. You know, it's up to you to to depend to think. Um, it's up to you to decide on whether these are good reasons I'm about to give you or not. But I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just not the biggest fan of him, and I'm gonna tell you why uh, right after the break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Rob Carbone here. Really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcast hosting site. And I say that again, it's a free podcast hosting site that will distribute your podcast for you to other platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Overcast, and all those websites. But here's the best part. Not only is it free, not only do they share it for you, but they will pay you for recording a podcast. They will pay you. And you can do it from your computer, from your phone. All you have to do is go to the Anchor app and download that or go to their website, which is anchor.fm to begin. It's everything you need. It is so convenient for podcasters like myself. So please, guys, go download the Anchor app or go to their website, anchor.fm to begin. See you there. just doesn't fit here in New York um, and I've got I guess I'll narrow it down to three reasons because I don't want to go too long but the three biggest reasons here why I don't really want DeMar DeRozan or why I'm not that excited about him um, entering free agency is just because one he can't shoot and he won't shoot but the biggest thing is he can't shoot the three ball at all he's never been a good three-point shooter he's never improved even marginally in that area um, secondly he does a lot of isolation he's an isolation scorer and those two things, you know, not being able to shoot and, and going into ISO a lot, they're not really, they're not fit for the New York Knicks right now because the Knicks, they need to sign as many guys as they can to shoot the ball because we saw last season, I guess we'll start with the, okay, so I have three reasons. Can't shoot threes, does a lot of ISO, and I also have written down how long will his athleticism hold up uh, since he's going to be 31 um, in the summer. But we'll start with the can't shoot three-pointers thing. And well, I guess we'll talk about both that and the isolation because those two things kind of go hand in hand of where I'm going to go with this. But career 28% three-point shooter, 28% from beyond the arc over the course of his career, taking only 1.5 attempts per game from outside over the course of his veteran career. Um, for this season, 27% and only taking 0.5 per game. So he literally doesn't take the three, doesn't try to improve in that area. He's, I don't think he ever works on it. I think he's just, at this point in his, in his career, just going to work on continuing to boost the parts of his game that he's good at. And, you know, he's not, at this point of his career, he's not just going to become a great or the, even an average um, three-point shooter. So that, to me, worries me because the Knicks, again, I feel like if they're going to waste money, if they're going to spend money in, in free agency, 
you have to spend it. You have to absolutely spend it on things you need. That's my biggest thing here. You need to be spend it, you know, be smart and spend it properly. Especially after last season when the Knicks fooled, you know, they fooled around and they, they, they were saying that Durant is a lock, KD's a lock, um, and Irving is a lock. You know, James Dolan was going out there on the Michael K show saying that he's coming. Yeah, someone told me that he, he he's kind of a... Uh, you know, ready to come here, whatever it was, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but, and they ended up missing, and they ended up going after a bunch of power forwards, or a bunch of mediocre veterans, or mediocre short-term players, who the vast majority of the guys who the Knicks did sign cannot shoot the basketball, they only did one thing well, which was play down low in the paint, whether that be scoring or defending, and so that hurt them, we saw this this past season, where the Knicks were Terrible three-point shooting team. Not only were they terrible percentage-wise, but they were—I think—they were dead last in three-point attempts per game. If I'm not correct, it was like 20. If I'm correct, it was like 27 per game attempts. And they just didn't shoot well. They could not shoot through three. So why would you go after somebody like DeRozan when he's just gonna hurt that? If anything, not that he even—it's not not even that he doesn't help that issue. He's going to make it even worse because he's a guy that doesn't shoot threes. He's in the 20% every year from that distance, and he doesn't shoot a lot of them, so he's not even going to try and help you improve in that area. That's not going to work when you're pairing him on the floor with R.J. Barrett, who's another guy. You know, he's your franchise cornerstone, and he can't shoot very well. That's not going to work when you're losing players like Damian Dotson and Alonzo Trier, possibly, who are you know, two of your only shooters in that backcourt. Um, that's not going to work when you have Julius Randle, who likes to shoot a lot of threes, and he's 20-something percent from there as well. So adding somebody like DeRozan is not addressing their flaws. I just feel like the Knicks at this point, you know, learn from their mistakes and go after free agents that can shoot the ball. Why do you think I've been covering guys like Davies Bertans, an upcoming free agent? Like upcoming free agents, um as well as Dylan Danilo Gallinari or guys like Joe Harris. That's the people that's those are the players the Knicks should be attacking for and trying to sign. I don't think the Martyrosen fits, you know, and the isolation thing. Again, you have RJ Barrett who's a guy who likes to create with the ball in his hands. Not that he can't play off the ball, but his best strengths come with the ball in his hands, creating shots for himself, getting to rim getting to the rim you know, by slashing with the ball in his hands. That's how RJ thrives. He's excellent, and I mean excellent, at being a bully and attacking the rim. We saw that this season plenty of times. Very good driver, and RJ needs the ball in his hands. So how is that going to work when they're paired together? DeMar is obviously going to start, as well as RJ, who's obviously going to start. So, And then you throw in Randall. Randall likes to isolate as well. So you're talking about three players who are, you know, not that... I guess three players who are ISO heavy or three players who thrive most with the ball in their hands in that starting lineup, it just feels a little clanky to me. I just don't see that working well. Um, so when you take into account three-point sh- shooting that he cannot do very well, you take into account the isolation that he does a lot, I just don't see it. I just feel like at this point the Knicks should be going after players that can shoot, and they should be focusing on developing RJ. Let RJ Barrett get his ball time. Let RJ Barrett get his shots. He needs the shot attempts. If you're going after somebody like DeRozan, he's a star. He's not going to take a backseat to some 20-year-old kid. Um, he's going to get his shot attempts. He takes, what, 15 per game? So he's going to, a lot of ball time, You know, the usage rate isn't going to be great for RJ. The 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 shot attempts won't be high. I just feel like it's it's kind of like a Marcus Morris situation where he's not going to be able to develop properly with another ball dominant thirty one year old. Who's <clears throat> I just I feel like 
it just feels like a very win now move when the Knicks are years away from winning. It's a it's it's a it's a win now move. It is. It feels like a team that's a fringe contending team trying to add that last piece to the missing puzzle. That's who I think you know should be going after DeRozan. Teams that need that final piece, not the New York Knicks, who should be focused on focusing on developing their young talent, but somebody who's right there on the edge of cracking the eighth seed in the upcoming season. I just feel like he doesn't have a spot here. And then there's the again, there's the risk of losing his athleticism. Um, he's a player who relies again going downhill uh, aggressively and attacking the rim with his athleticism. He's very athletic. So going to be 31 in August. How long are you going to sign him for? How long is he going to hold up? He's a player with a lot of mileage underneath him. When he when he loses that athleticism, really doesn't have too much else um, to bring you offensively. So it just scares me in terms of not being able to fix the Knicks' flaws in terms of three-point shooting. It scares me when it comes to you know the ball time and him dominating even more possessions that'll ice RJ Barrett out. And it scares me with just the age and, and the cost he'll he'll amount to. I'm not sure how much he's gonna ask for, but I'm sure it's not gonna be too cheap. You know, as one of the better free agent wings out there, I'm sure RJ uh not RJ, I'm sure DeRozan is going to be asking, you know, for a fair amount of money, uh maybe north of fifteen. Right now he's making twenty eight mil per season. And he had one of his best seasons of his career, actually had a career high in field goal percentage. So he might even make north of $20 million again per season. So I just, I wouldn't dish out that that amount of cash. I would not throw the bag at somebody like DeMar DeRozan when he doesn't, you know, in any category, in my personal opinion, you know, this is just me, when he doesn't uh, fill any voids that the Knicks have at the moment. I just feel like they should be attacking guys who actually uh, address their flaws, but I don't know. That's just me. You know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong on this, and I'm not seeing something that you are. But let me know. You know, I, I'm glad to to get other opinion about this whole thing. And if I'm missing something, I would love to know what I'm missing. And you know, I, I always love communicating with whoever it is. So let me know. But that's pretty much it uh, as far as just talking about the free agents. Um, not much has happened obviously lately with the Knicks. Um, in terms of headlines, but you know, a couple of days ago we got the Bobby Portis news. Um. That he was expected, he's expected to opt out and not and not um, exercise that option um, on his deal for 15 mil. He's expected to test the open market, so that's a positive for Knicks fans. Um, yeah, please get out of here. Um, what else is his name? I don't know. Um, oh, uh, there's a. There, I guess there's a, like a little report today that said Julius Randle. Um, kind of frustrated his teammates this past season because the, of his play style and, and the the amount of times he dribbled the ball and, I guess, missed open teammates. But that didn't really break any news for me. I, if you watch the Knicks even slightly, you can see it in the faces of, like, R.J. Barrett in particular. Guys just don't like playing with this guy. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I agree. It's not like that's not rocket science. He's a – listen, Julius – it's a curious case with Julius because um, when the Knicks signed him, I and I'm not gonna, I'm going to be honest with you. When the Knicks signed him, I didn't love the signing. Um, I know he has some talent, but I always looked at him as a losing player. I just feel like he's not the winning type of player. He just doesn't really make the winning plays. But I gave him a shot. Um, started out the season horrifically. Was absolutely dreadful, particularly under David Fisdale. Uh, was Randall. 
Um, he was terrible. Um, but, you know, then Mike Miller came along, and for a stretch it looked like he kind of fixed him and played him the way he should have, but he was still kind of inconsistent. So overall, I, I think in his progress, or in his final report card of the season, I gave Julius Randle a C+. Um, B minus, maybe tops, but I just feel like he was very up and down, very reckless and wildly inconsistent out there. So I understand why, team, why teammates were frustrated with his play style because this is a guy who thought he was a power, uh, point forward out there. You know, he's a power forward with the strength and athleticism and the size to be able to dominate the paint. You know, he's a guy who should be playing off the ball as a screener, as a roller, as a guy who shoots off the pop, off the pick and pop, right? A guy who rolls out of pick and roll, a guy who rim runs and just scores off the ball, you know, off screens and curl arounds and things like that. But this past season, he didn't really do that much. He, he, he dominated possessions. He led the Knicks in usage rate. They treated him like a number one option. Therefore, he took the ball up court a whole lot. He dribbled into traffic a whole lot. And that caused, you know, sometimes, um, these high turnover prone games and he just, you know, a lot of shot creating when he shouldn't have been shot creating, he should have been the one being spotting up, um, you know, and he took shots off the dribble too much from downtown causing an inefficient percentage. You know, when Julius Randall is playing underneath a legitimate system, a legitimate coach and playing with uh, proper talent around him with point guards who can actually distribute properly and just don't, exclude one player or two players while you know passing to you know while while you know when he's playing with a point guard who knows how to play point guard like this is what I'm trying to say and when he's playing under a legit system I think that's when he'll get he'll get his most um you know that's when he'll be most productive this season yeah you can make the case he averaged what 19 points and and something near 10 rebounds but I just feel like a lot of that was empty productions because of a lot of empty production because of his inability to first and foremost defend. He is not a good defender. He's got the strength to be a good on ball defender down low, but you know, too often he doesn't help on, on defense, terrible help defender, not great off the ball. Um, you know, always late on closeouts. And a lot of it is effort. Doesn't switch very well. Very poor defender, some effort, some just being stupid. And the IQ was an issue offensively. Again, Dribbling into traffic, up, taking terrible shots off the bounce when he shouldn't have, shooting early in the shot clock. I just feel like this is a guy who should be playing. The Knicks are treating him like a number one option when he shouldn't be. The Knicks should focus on developing R.J. Barrett, developing Mitchell Robinson, and developing the core around those two players. But right now, with Julius Randle on the team, I feel like it's more of a distraction. It's just going to be worse as the years go if they continue to treat him as a number one. Um, some may make the case, well, that's what this offseason is for. The Knicks are going to try to go after a new coach, and the Knicks are going to try to go after a point guard in that draft. To me, that just sounds like a little too be- a little too easy. Um, but, hey, say that happens. Say we do get our big coach who's going to turn him around, and we get our point guard of the future. It's going to be make or break for Randall. There's no more excuses then. But I just feel like this is who he is. Um I, I feel like with him on this team, he's going to want to get his shots. I feel like he has too much pride. He just, I, I'm not his biggest fan. Um, a lot of his inefficiency is because of the Knicks, but some of his inefficiency is on him as well. He he is the one dribbling the ball after all. He is the one making his own decisions after all. 
I just feel like the Knicks should be giving RJ Barrett the ball time and he should be their their primary go-to guy. I don't care if it's not going to work as many times as it would with Randall. I don't care if Randall is considered the best player. I think the Knicks should focusing on should be focusing on RJ Barrett as their number 1 so they can grow properly. If you treat RJ you're not going to win games. That's the bottom line. You're not winning games next season no matter what you do, you're not going to win, you know, more than 30 games tops. So, with that said, What's the harm in actually rebuilding like a rebuilding team should uh, should be doing? What's the harm in treating your draft picks that came in the lottery like draft picks who came in the lottery? Play R.J. Barrett as your number one. That's how you develop him. Get him used to being that primary ball handler or primary primary go-to guy and, and see where you go from there. Playing Julius Randle as your number one option is not the way to go. It's just going to ice everybody else out and, you know, R.J. Barrett was many times this season when he shared the floor with not just Randall, but when R.J. shared the floor with guys like Portis and Peyton as well, he was left outside the fucking three-point line spotting up waiting for his catch and shoot. And that's not the kind of player he is because, again, he's the guy who creates with the ball in his hands and attacks the rim with the ball in his hands. He's not a spot-up guy. He's not a floor spacer. He's a guy who creates with the ball in his fucking hands. And playing with Randall, Portis, and a bunch of guys who dominate positions Possessions like that, it's not going to help him grow. So that's my whole thing with the Randall news that broke today. Um, I'm not surprised. I just hope the Knicks can find a way to move his contract, but it could be a very you know difficult thing to do. It, to me, that's that's kind of an untradeable contract. He's making a ton of money, um, but if they can find a contender who needs that last piece of the puzzle, and they can find somebody who might use him as a six man, which I think is probably his best fit. He he's best off being a six man, somebody who's not a one two or even a third option, um, just somebody who rolls, somebody who rim runs and and pick and pops and spots up when he shoots it, not just off the dribble all the time. Somebody who plays the way a power forward should play, a more traditional power forward who can yes stretch it here and there, but not abuse that three point line. Um, I don't want to talk too much about him. Tonight was about Demar Derozan though. Um, and how the Knicks should, in my personal opinion, not go for him and just pass up on that one. I just feel like it's a shortcut that's probably not going to work. Um, at this point, focus on growing in the draft and add those complementary pieces by getting players who can shoot in free agency. That's my whole take on this. Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. This has been Rob Carbone with episode 98 of BD4. Um where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Uh, tonight we did Knicks free agent scouting part five. There will probably be a part six up um, again by the latest. The latest I'd say is is Monday, but usually we're doing these um, on a daily basis at the moment. So it could be up as soon as um, April 5th. So that is a Saturday. Saturday? Sunday. Sunday. So guys, thank you so much for stopping by. This is Rob Carbone, your host of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Thanks so much. I appreciate all the support. And once again, if you haven't subscribed to BD4, if you haven't followed my social media, be sure to do all of that on my website, which is located in my bio on on all three social media uh, websites. But you can just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Once again, that is nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Go there. The first page you see will have a tab called Outlets. Click on Outlets, and it'll take you to, you know, everywhere um, you need to be at. 
So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, thank you for watching. Um, and yeah, that's, that's going to do it. Uh, part six will be out very soon. Thanks so much guys. Rob Carbone, your host of BD4 signing out. Ciao. enjoyed the show and if you did be sure to leave a like comment subscribe share and all that fun stuff if you want to follow bd4 on all the different platforms we have all you have to do is go to my website nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com once again that's nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com thank you guys i'll see you next time ciao